Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. This is a spiritual community dedicated to the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. We're very glad you're here. I'm Meg Barnhouse, the senior minister. I've been gone for a month. I missed you all terribly and I'm glad to be back. This is a congregation in a denomination that traces back to the 5th century And we have a tradition of teaching that there's a spark of the divine in everyone. So we greet the divine on a Sunday morning by turning to the people around us and welcoming them here this morning. Let us say together the words by which we light the chalice, which is the symbol of our faith. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. Our call to worship this morning is from Langston Hughes, activist, poet, novelist, and one of the founders of the Harlem Renaissance. I've known rivers. I've known rivers ancient as the world, and older than the flow of human blood in human veins. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. I bathed in the Euphrates when dawns were young. I built my hut near the Congo, and it lulled me to sleep. I looked upon the Nile and raised the pyramids above it. I heard the singing of the Mississippi When Abe Lincoln went down to New Orleans, and I've seen its muddy bosom turn all golden in the sunset. I've known rivers, ancient, dusky rivers. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. 
It's easy in our lives to continue doing something just because we've always done it and we just do it out of habit. And a church can get like that. It can just keep meeting even though it's not really sure. Why are we meeting? What are we doing again? This congregation has a very strong and vibrant mission. And this is why we're meeting and this is what we're doing. And we say it together every Sunday. Together we nourish souls transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. Our meditation reading this morning is from Canadian activist and author Margaret Atwood from the Penelopead. Water does not resist. Water flows. When you plunge your hand into it, all you feel is a caress. Water is not a solid wall. It will not stop you. But water always goes where it wants to go. And nothing in the end can stand against it. Water is patient. Dripping water wears away a stone. Remember that, my child. Remember you are half water. If you can't go through an obstacle, go around it. Water does. Now we are in the part of our service where we speak to God or listen as God as we understand God or where we just listen to our inner wisdom, or whether we follow our breath as it goes in and out of our bodies. And a lot of times when the children are here, we do it this way. We put one hand on our belly. Everybody do that. And one hand on our chest. And we breathe in a way that moves our belly hand, but not our chest hand. That's called happy baby belly breathing. And it calms everything down and helps you think more clearly. Let's take five deep breaths together and then be quiet for just a minute. Thank you. 
And 
I don't know if you all know this, but in some songs, there are secret codes. Now, I'm going to talk about one of those songs, and we're going to sing it together. I'm going to talk, and then we're going to sing, and then we're going to talk, and we're going to sing, and then y'all are going to talk when you come forward and put your water in the bowl. Here's the song. Here's how it goes. Wait in the water, wait in the water, children, wait in the water, God's gonna trouble the water. What could the secret codes be in that? Well, it's a spiritual song from the African-American tradition. What happened was that not too long ago, women and men from Africa were captured and enslaved and imprisoned and brought over in boats to be sold to other people, white people, in North and South America. And the slaves in the United States, that's what they called the enslaved men and women, they called them slaves. In the United States, they were not allowed to learn to read. There were lots of things they were not allowed to do, but one thing they were allowed to do was go to church. So in church, it's where a lot of education and inspiration and strengthening happened. So this is a song that they would sing that had layers of meaning. So if the owners heard them singing it, they would just say, oh, they're just singing about the Bible. But the layers of meaning is what I'm going to, those are the ones I'm going to talk to you about today. So the first verse goes like this. See that band all dressed in white, God's going to trouble the water. Their leader looks like an Israelite. God's gonna trouble the water. Now, these verses have, there are hundreds of verses because it's a traditional song, and there are hundreds of tunes because it's a traditional song. So I'm just singing the ones we sing in my village. Who are the people dressed in white, and what does it mean their leader looks like an Israelite? What's that? Well, an Israelite is a member of the tribe of the the people of Israel, and those were people that you learn about in the Hebrew scriptures that the Christians called the Old Testament. Yeah. And they were 
slaves in Egypt for 400 years. The Israelites had the experience of being enslaved. And so that was a bonding thing for the slaves from Africa to feel that they were belonging to this group of Israelites who had experienced slavery. And the story of the enslaved Israelites in Egypt is a long and interesting one, but the short version is they were led out of slavery by their hero named Moses. And Moses led them across the water to a land where they could be free. And the way they got across the water was God pushed the water back to make dry land for the people to cross the water on. And so they all got across the water. When the bad guys came chasing them, the water fell back onto the bad guys. And so one of the things that strengthened you if you were an enslaved person was to know that you belonged to this group that was, the Bible said, God's favorite group of people. So you belong to this group and you could have the strength in your heart to know that God helped those people get out of slavery, that it was, that slavery was not a God idea. Slavery is a other people idea. You with me? Okay. Sing with me again. Wait in the water. Wait in the water, children. Wait in the water. God's gonna trouble the water. What does that mean, God's gonna trouble the water? Well, that reminds the people in church of a story about Rabbi Jesus from the Christian scriptures that they call the New Testament. And there was a a pool carved out of rock in the city of Jerusalem, and it was fed by a spring. And every now and then, the waters would just get stirred up and choppy. And the legend went that if you could get somebody to put you in the pool, or if you could get in yourself while the waters were troubled that you might get healed from whatever was wrong with you. And so the story is that Rabbi Jesus was walking by the pool and he saw a guy, started talking to this man who was lying down because his legs hadn't worked for 38 years. And Rabbi Jesus said, have you ever been in the water? And the guy said, no, I don't have anybody to put me in there. And every time the water gets troubled, other people get there ahead of me and I I can't get in there. So I just wait here. And Rabbi Jesus said to him, stand up and pick up your bed. It was just a little pallet. It wasn't like a bed like we sleep in. It was a pick up your bed and walk. And so the guy trusted Rabbi Jesus enough that he just stood up and picked up his bed and started walking. And there were some really, really, really rigid rule followers there. Um, Religious lawyers. (laughs) That's what the Pharisees were. And that was their job, to pay attention to the religious rules. And man, they could talk for an hour about a little tiny rule this big. But there was a rule that you weren't allowed to do any work on the Sabbath day, which is what we call Saturday. It was a holy day. 
And instead of going, oh my goodness, I can't believe you're walking. That's wonderful. They went, you're carrying your bed on the Sabbath day. That's against the rules. And the guy just said, well, he told me to. And they looked around to try to fight with Rabbi Jesus, but he was gone already. And that part of the song, they reminded the people in church of the story of God troubling the waters, which they knew that story. That told them and reminded them over and over again that it's okay to break a rule if it's a stupid rule. And so even though their owners and, I hate to say it, but the preachers of the time in the slaveholding states, they said, the Bible says you have to obey your masters and the law said you have to obey your masters. The men and women in church heard this about God troubling the waters and they knew it's okay to break a rule if the rule is wrong. Here's the next verse. See that band all dressed in red. God's gonna trouble the water. Looks like the band that Moses led. God's gonna trouble water. So that verse is reminding people of the escape from enslavement that happened with the Israelite people. And they were led by a man named Moses. There was a woman who was a hero of the enslaved people. And they called her Moses. But her real name was what? Harriet Tubman. Tubman. Say her name. Harriet Harriet Tubman. And she was strong and brave. And she would take one band after the other of escaping men and women and children and lead them through swamps and through fields and through forests and over mountain passes and into the homes of people who were friendly who would hide escaping people and get them to the Ohio River. If you could get across the Ohio River, you could be in a state where it was not legal to own other people. And so Harriet Tubman was Moses to the people who were escaping And in this hymn, they're talking about Moses, but they're also talking about Moses. You see what I mean about layers of meaning and secret codes? This was a very strengthening song for the men and women who were enslaved. The other thing that those of us who are physically free can get from this song is that it is in the troubling of the water that healing is possible. We don't change when we're having a good time, really. That's not a time when we change. It's when the waters are troubled, when the waters of our lives are choppy, and when we think, oh my goodness, what's happening? That's the time when we can learn stuff, and when we can change, and when we can learn especially to reach out for help and say to your family and your friends and your teachers, I'm having trouble. Can you help me? It's really important to learn that because if you never learn to ask for help, then when the water gets troubled, you got nobody to help you, to help you get into the water for the healing to happen. 
And so even people who are physically free have many rivers to cross. Rivers outside and rivers inside. We've got trouble. We've got to get across the rivers one after the other. And it's good to remember that you can reach out for help and that the spirit of love is there loving you through all of it. Just standing there loving you through all of it. As we begin our water ceremony, I would like to call upon and honor the spirit and the heart and the words of the water protectors who teach us that water is life. If you would come in from the fellowship hall and come from the back of this room, and if you will come up the sides here, there are two microphones, so you can take turns and you can pour your water into the bowl and say, in as close to one breath as you can do it, where is this water from that has nourished your soul in your life this year? We all ask blessings on this water as we ask blessings on our community as we begin another church year together. We're grateful for one another. We're grateful for the rain. And we're grateful for the life which clean water affords us, which wild water affords us, which all kinds of water affords us. We're grateful for our lives, and we're grateful for our lives together. Please say with me the words by which we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Gathered here in the mystery of the hour, gathered here in one strong body, gathered here in the struggle and the power, spirit draw near. May the spirit draw near to you this whole week long. Go in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.